So do we start with awful shit or fun shit? Because I feel like there's a good mix of both in this episode. I feel like we should start with something fun. Okay. Just because. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, maybe it depends on uh, your definition of fun, right? Sure. Because, uh, I don't know, I got I got a suicide cult. Like, do you want to do that first or do we want to do me complaining about an RPG? Um, like, what do we want to? I mean, you mentioned a suicide cult. You have to talk about it. Okay. All right. Fine. Um, this is sort of, uh, well, this is a deep dive, but it's also maybe kind of a no fucking thanks after I said that the, the segment was, uh, retired. <laughs> Leading um, off the show. <laughs> the very next episode. Well, okay. So it's, it's barely about, it's barely about crypto NFTs, but, um, the, the Jodorowsky Dune thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was done and dusted, uh, came back into the news uh, only because one of the leaders of the project uh, stepped away from it. It's hard to believe that it's still even a project um, because they were outed for uh, racism. And I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna editorialize here. It's it's pretty extreme racism, uh, homophobia, okay. and also uh, child grooming. So. <laughs> What a trifecta. Uh-huh. So that's 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 real fun. Yeah, so um, this is what we consider fun in the year 2022. Wait till you get wait until we get into the awful <laughs> shit because Oh man. Okay. Continue. Uh so one of the groups of their fucking uh the DAO, which I think I explained briefly, it's bas- it's basically the organization structure that they set up that they claim is autonomous and it, it's just it's just a, a it's just their bullshit shell of a company that they use to uh, manage these crypto projects. Uh, they 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 claim it's some kind of fancy tech thing, and it's it's not. It's just a group of dipshits. Um, <laughs> so one of these, the co-founders of the fucking the Dune project, which if you didn't uh, hear us talk about that or you don't remember, it's uh, these guys bid. Uh, I think it was was it like three million dollars sure some some obscene amount of money on a copy of the jodorowsky dune um sort of uh production bible for the potential uh jodorowsky version of the uh, dune adaptation um thinking that they could turn it into some kind of uh crypto project which is completely misunderstanding anything that has to do with copyright law and also, uh, the Jodorowsky Dune uh, book itself was available already for free online. Uh, so it was doomed from the start. Uh, so apparently they were still going, doing something or other. So one of these co-founders who was uh, uh, with a project going under the name of Charlie or Charlotte Fang, or maybe Fong, I don't know. Um, they were also working with an NFT project called Milady. Um and there is a, a Twitter thread that sort of broke down all of their, uh, basically their entire internet past. They were talking um, about they were, they were talking about Milady on uh, Red Scare last week. Oh, really? They were, yeah. Huh. The dude that I was telling you about, who's like, um, he owns a fake galaxy. Yeah. He was had something to do with Milady. I mean, they they brought up a lot of terms that I've never heard of, and and by the end of the episode, still didn't really understand. So I don't know why I'm surprised, but. <laughs> Uh, so this, this, uh, Charlie Charlotte person, uh, previously went by the name Mia, um, and they had an old blog, um, about how, uh, they, they talked about how black people shouldn't vote, uh, 
homosexuality is a disease, um, killing Jewish people, um, women have to be tamed, just, you know, just the worst things you could say. Yes. Um, and they also had another account uh, called Sonia. And in that account, they would brag about um, having a, quote, harem of minors. Um, and here that they are, uh, they talk about... Um, mind-controlling e-girl slave harems. We really shouldn't have billed this as the fun segment. It, it really... <laughs> that was such a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Sorry. And they... Some of their stuff doesn't even uh, make sense. Um, like, y'all never just gender shred Zoomers in an ironic groom cult? What? Uh, uh, insecure, vulnerable teens are easily gaslit if it gives them a vessel to project their self-hate. Um, and so they have another project. Or maybe um, Romelia is the um, maybe the group behind that uh, um, the other project that was the Milady mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah, there's there's just there's just way too much here. So what is the involvement with the the Dune guy? This this person that's saying all this is one of the uh, people involved in the Dune. Oh, okay. They have they just have all these accounts and aliases that they would use to do and say all this shit. Are they pretending to be different people, or is it just like no? I guess it's just they're... like I guess it's just alt accounts and stuff that they would use like throughout the years. I don't know how. Oh. Like this one's from 2019. Um, you know, uh, and this this account is like also drawing like. The connections to uh like like this one um uh two members that are supposed to lead milady uh after charlotte stepped down um and then uh this appears in the source code of elaine and arian themed website along with mia equals charlotte um and so we'll get to the lane stuff in a second because that's uh pretty crucial here and i want to i definitely want to talk about it um so I could go into more details about um, like I I really don't want to keep repeating the gross shit this person did. Yeah, but there's there's a lot. There's, there's, sure. there's a fucking lot. Yeah, we can kind of just leave it at that, right? Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, they also had um, an account on a quote lane and suicide themed server uh, called Soma, uh, and in here it uh, this Twitter thread denotes that it's a lane and Nazi website. And uh, they had uh, um, an account here um, and the website, this screenshot from it has a picture of Lane from the anime. And uh, it says, welcome to the fucking suicide cult. We off ourselves next Tuesday. Bring your own cool uh, Kool-Aid in a costume. Um, so there's also references to them uh, being involved with uh Basically, what was a another suicide cult called System Space, and System Space was another uh, call, either a cult or a, a creepy pasta or um, just a weirdo art project that also used the iconography of uh, Lane and Serial Experiments Lane, and. The thing is, is that there are a fucking ton of them online that, uh, uh, how do I want to phrase this? Um, 
take the imagery and use uh, the character of Lane as uh, like this symbol. Could you um, give like a brief synopsis of, of Serial Experiments Lane <laughs> as, as like the show? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, a, a very withdrawn like middle school girl. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, d- doesn't really have any social interactions, but um, she... Uh, goes online in, into into um, a, a, a burgeoning internet that in the 90s that is called the wired um, and uh, she has like one friend who is bullied to suicide and um, through uh, increasingly surrealist experiences that are blending uh, the internet and reality um, her friend begins contacting her through the wired and uh, things happen and she gets further further uh, sucked into and blended with the wired and things happen there's there's uh, it deals a lot with paranoia and um, it's it's very prescient about what uh, internet technology would look like um yeah it sounds like a little bit ahead of its time no oh incredibly yeah no incredibly it, it's fantastic it's one of my favorites mm-hmm. um but uh a lot of weirdos use lane as like a symbol and almost like a um like a calling card kind of thing mm-hmm. um so like there are a lot of um like edgy art projects that you'll find online that sort of just steal the uh, aesthetic of the show and use Lane and like sort of do like do glitched out um, digital artwork with her. Mm-hmm. And um, you could find a ton of them. There's like a, a fairly famous one that is like a pseudo ARG. That's just kind of like a website where you can just find like um, glitched out digital art and just click around. And a lot of it is just Lane inspired and uses Lane a lot. Um, you know what this reminds a, me a fucking of? Ton of them. This, this reminds me of um, the usage of uh, Pepe the Frog. Yeah. You know yeah, it's, how it's like that of... was like a very benign, innocent comic character and it 4chan just like took it and used it and made it a symbol for all this like hate and just like awful stuff. Yeah. Um, so you could you could find a ton of them. And in, in fact, um, for uh, like there were a lot of people that would like, um, you know, like, oh, go to the deep web and find these weird sites. And they were just like, you could always find a website that was trying to like seem scary or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they would just use glitched out lane artwork to try to like freak people out. It's like, yeah, this is the dark web. This is like, you know, glitched out 90s aesthetic. Um, and it's like, no, this is just lane. This is not. <laughs> it's like, if, as long as you are, are, have any passing familiarity with the show, uh, you know, you could see what it is. But uh, since it's still, it, it, it's a very... Um, it's a very niche show and it was from the 90s like it uh and it's it's not an approachable watch mm-hmm. um so it's it's you know i'm not gonna say it's obscure but it's like off the you know beaten path that a lot of people don't know about it so you could kind of use it uh in that way you can just like appropriate it for your own purpose yeah because these fuckers have no originality or creativity so no, of course no, they're going yeah. to just like steal an entire aesthetic. Right. Um, and so uh, so I looked into this whole uh, cult slash art project or whatever, um, because it, it, it does feel to me more like um, the the world building of uh, <laughs> just somebody with a lot of time on their hands. 
Um, so uh, it, it, of course, got started on 4chan um, with uh, where it was called an anime suicide cult. Um, and uh, where, where, where did it go? Um, th- like there was a user um, who was going by the name Suki who started posting about it. And Suki uh, sort of um, is treating themselves as like a messiah who, or like a prophet um, who is like, you know, like breaking the wall of Plato's cave and telling everybody that uh, the world that they're living in is, uh, you know, um, uh, what's the, what's their word for it? They have so much fucking jargon. Um, the, wor- the world that like everybody's living in is like a system and that there is uh, an afterlife outside of it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of it is, uh, it's, uh, I don't want to ne- necessarily say like weeby, but it's more like, um, like, fetishizing like asian culture mm-hmm. like to an extreme extent where like it it uh has created uh the, the whoever created this has uh, come up with a fake language uh that they say has um is like so old that it's actually the inspiration for asian languages like japanese but they just made it up they made it up and uh but they but like they like they didn't like create the actual language they just made up they said that there's this language in the afterlife um because on uh they have a github which is normally where you use to post like code and programs and things like that but since they're doing this whole um cyberpunk tech aesthetic i guess that's where they posted it and it is a gigantic uh faq basically it's gigantic um like the github here says it's seven thousand lines of text uh and so wait it's an faq about the language it's an faq about their whole belief system oh okay um this is so fucking stupid yeah and so for the part about language it just says like yeah like what because it's 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 supposed to be faqs but it's just like questions that whoever did this wanted to answer you know what i mean (laughs) like it's just like um just talking to themselves yeah exactly because like one of these is the history of life more fun to read about than the histories of most life countries it's like nobody asked that mm-hmm. this is just what you wanted to talk about um and and the thing okay so like uh what languages are the names of all things uh synapsian is synapsian a the universal language in life far from it uh is synapsian the default language where could someone learn this language you'll learn it in your life childhood what does synapsian sound like it sounds rather interesting it sounds and writes like a bit of hangul or japanese any way to get a Synapsian dictionary or text for learning? I'm working on it. <laughs> of course. So it's like, yeah, so like they don't... So how was Japanese inspired by Synapsian? How did they receive this information? Anything that happens causes Aurora to vibrate, and it also vibrates on its own. This vibration gets echoed through the entirety of system space. As such, Aurora and other systems may resonate. We call this auroric interference. So yeah, so uh, they're claiming that uh, their bullshit language uh, was the precursor to most Asian languages. So this is this <laughs> no is, issues there whatsoever. Yeah. Oh God. Um, <laughs> so wait, is this wrapping back around to the Jodorowsky thing, or are we just like onto something completely different? We're onto something completely different. Okay. Because I went down this fucking rabbit hole. Yeah. This is like this is just like a fucking pit of of just filth and i i don't know what like oh i just hate all of this uh-huh anyway continue sorry <laughs> does life use cryptocurrency oh god well it's not a crypto but it is decentralized although systems often have their own currencies how does sen have value if everything is a simulation sen has value the same way any crypto has value <laughs> it is scarce and not creatable outside its protocol what is the current inflation rate of sen i'm no economist but as far as i know it's stable we've <laughs> 
this was 2017 by the way that this was created mm-hmm. um but we've heard a lot of these terms uh so yeah so they create so so life is a simulation and also uh the afterlife is a simulation but it's all but at the afterlife is your um cyberpunk tech anime uh utopia of your dreams and all you have to do to get there is die um now is this is this just like role playing or like world building or is this person actually like believe all this stuff it feels like it feels like somebody was just world building and like the community that they were near just happened to be 4chan which is you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's where they like tried to share it mm-hmm. um and like uh so they also have like a website which i think at this point is just uh mirrored uh since it's like you know five years old at this point um but it does have a link like uh, of uh, a doomsday thing um so the the website says this system is about to be purged uh system space the construct to which all systems including your system life belongs to has run out of aurora due to extreme use by the system life the system will be removed during the upgrade to system space 2.0 we request that you leave this system this can be done by signing up before the time of unlink uh but then they put say this does not require you to kill yourself you simply need to die from any cause after the deadline we in charge of this process would like for you to live long and happy lives before this i wonder if they just got some blowback from the whole oh it sounds like you want everybody to kill yourself Mm -hmm. uh do we know if this is like actually affected anybody in the real world in any sort of negative way like uh yeah one person killed themselves god damn it okay shit Uh uh-huh um yeah i don't i don't want to go into that i think it was um a 17 year old mm-hmm. uh at the very least uh i don't want to go into the details of their story though but uh, sure, yeah one yeah. person one person did kill themselves over this <sighs> um and uh and so then it, it was revealed that this suki who was the one that was posting all this and seemed to have been the one to uh make all this up at the at, at minimum or at least start it um was a 16 year old uh from the netherlands mm-hmm. um so it, it it seems like to me it just seems like world building that went a little too too far the way that everything on fucking 4chan does yeah so i guess like it found the wrong community yeah and because this was probably the the community that he fucking raised himself on mm-hmm is this like I haven't seen it, but from what you described, is this not sort of in line with the type of thing that Serial Experiments Lane was kind of warning against? Yeah. Yeah. Right. When it comes uh, to the yeah. internet. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just another instance of completely missing the point of any media. The the media literacy is uh, just just terrible. Hmm. Um. But again, Lane is a very, very complex show, uh, especially for anime. It's very surreal, um, but still, like you can at least glean that from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, it, it's very much not wow, cool '90s cyberpunk. That is not that is not it. <laughs> that is not what the show is. Right. Um, and so, like on the front, there is a picture of Lane, like on this website, behind, like, uh, or in front of a background of, you know, like this washed out cyberpunk city. Um, and so then I was like, oh, there's a there's a copyright page at the bottom. I want to see what that's about. Maybe like give some information about the people that made this or you know something. But then it just says this site may contain copyrighted material, the use of which has not always been specifically authorized by the copyright owner. We're making such uh, material available in an effort to advance understanding of the Suki project, system space, and related materials. We believe this constitutes a fair use of any such copyrighted materials as provided for Section 107 of the U.S. Copyright Law. 
Uh, no. <laughs> no. A common theme seems to be a misunderstanding of how copyright works. Yeah, no. You can't you can't just use a picture of somebody else's artwork and say it's like, oh, I'm I'm they they're literally saying I'm using this for my thing, and so that's fair use. That is not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> that is not how that works. Uh God. Although to be honest, like just like infringing on copyright feels like the most innocent part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I know, but I just found it very funny. Yeah, no, it is. This website has an okay design aside from the the one that's like stealing, uh, you know, from an anime. Um, but it's like, okay, this this could have been, you know, like an ARG or, uh, you know, just world building for something uh, instead of just getting weird and pretending it was an actual like belief system. Uh, like you could have like built like like a tabletop role playing game with this. Like there's like organizations, you know, and uh, they're say, they said something about a magic system. Yeah, how does magic work in LFE? Like you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like it almost seems like some kind of like tabletop system, but without any actual gameplay right to it. So it's like I don't know, just like just the wrong the wrong fucking audience. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I was looking into after I saw the Dune story. Man, and and yeah, and the connection is is that this this awful racist person that was doing the Dune shit uh, was previously involved in the Lane cult. So of course, yeah, you fall into some scary rabbit holes. <laughs> uh. Can we can we stay in like a, a like a dark headspace and and talk about something else shitty? Sure. Because I do want to um, discuss what is happening to Amber Heard. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you know this trial has been going on for a number of weeks now, right? Unfortunately, I do know that. Yeah, and I was kind of avoiding it, and and honestly, this is part of the problem. Uh, sort of the. Um, the idea that this is some sort of like mutually toxic, like warfare between the two has sort of been the takeaway for a lot of people. Right. And so for me, I've just been like, okay, well, I don't really need to see that. I'm just going to avoid this case. But then I did start reading into it because I saw this, um, this really good New Yorker story, uh, with the, um, the headline that says the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial is not as complicated as you may think it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I read that and that put a lot of it into perspective um because ultimately this is just him suing amber heard uh for defamation in regards to a single sentence or half of even half of a sentence uh from an interview uh, from a few years ago right mm-hmm. um so yeah it turns out this this trial is is not some mutual thing it's really a case of depth gaslighting on a global scale here and the public has really for the most part gotten behind him and Amber Heard has been under attack from just like all over the place on the internet and in the media Um, and when you actually look at the details of like what's come out in this trial I like so okay so I'm gonna read a bit from this New Yorker story Mm -hmm. Um, so there are a text that came out uh, sent by Johnny Depp. This was from before he married Amber Heard, in which he calls her quote, a worthless hooker, jokes about how he'll, again, quote, smack the ugly C word around 
And at one point shares a brainstorm with the actor Paul Bettany. And he says, let's drown her before we burn her. I will fuck her burnt corpse afterwards to make sure she's dead. Jesus Christ. Um, there's more. I, I just hate reading that aloud, but that's some of the stuff that's come out. And like, so this, the paragraph ends here with the author saying, um, Depp to review is the plaintiff in this defamation trial and the one who most of social media is rooting for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like there's also there's also the the case where um, there's this defense attorney, Laura Uretzian. Um, she uh, asked a question along the lines of like, if you were being abused by Johnny Depp, why would you stay with your alleged abuser? Which is like something that has been talked about in regards to domestic violence for years and years. That was years. the defense? Yeah, that's what this article said. This was a, a defense attorney. Um, it's very strange like and, and like the the pub the real thing here is the public backlash towards amber right yeah. to me this is like she is taking all of this um backlash to me too right because me too mm-hmm. happened what almost six years ago at this point and so now we're seeing all of these people who hate the me too movement and are taking it out on amber Earth. yeah because it- like it's it's just it's crazy to me how this this has turned into a spectacle Mm -hmm. like this this case like the, the the fact that it's being shown publicly the fact that you open any website and it's it's there i open twitter and there's a live stream of it in the corner every single day there are um youtube creators and twitch streamers who pivoted away from whatever game they stream and they went um primarily to uh making like anti amber heard content because they gained viewership from it i know i know it's it's insane it's insane uh, uh, there were there was 14 streamers that were watching that like moved to that and I was like okay all right bye like I don't want to see this mm-hmm. um but this is what this is what Johnny Depp wanted no completely that, that was the strategy um and he also lucked in to the fact that uh like you said this anti me too backlash uh has got fucking cash behind it mm-hmm. the, like this is going to sound like, you know, Russian bot conspiracy, but uh, I, I forget where I read it, that there are um, anti-MeToo movements were paying to have um, propaganda accounts, uh, pro-DEP propaganda accounts spread this shit online. Yeah, there's a, uh, a conservative site called The Daily Wire, and they spent tens of thousands of dollars to promote that anti-herd content on social media. Yeah. And like this has been going on for several years. This has been happening since before this trial. Even if you were to mention uh, either either of the two involved, Heard or Depp, you would get swarmed with like Depp Stan accounts. Uh, Justice for Johnny bullshit. And this has been going on for several years now, basically since that UK trial where he was. Uh, that wasn't a criminal case, so I. I I don't know if found guilty is the right term, mm-hmm. but he was, uh, he was, f- he was found to have, uh, abused her like that. That was a settled case, mm-hmm. um, which, which is also being lost in all of this. Uh, there was a, a settled case where it was found that he did abuse her, uh, <laughs> like that is, that is done and dusted. Uh, and this, that's not what's like being appealed or anything. This is like a, a wholly separate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's like that never fucking happened. Uh, but like it's been going on for years now with these uh, Stan accounts that would just attack anybody. 
that mentioned either of the two and like beat you into submission into like acquiescing support for Depp. There is um, there's one statistic that this New Yorker story mentions in particular that's quite stunning, which is the hashtag uh, justice for Johnny Depp. Yeah. Has surpassed on TikTok 10 billion views. Christ alive. Yeah. Well, how much of it is that thing, like you said, where if something's trending, like everybody just puts it in their video so people see it? Sure. Although that is usually very uh, benign stuff like, you know, Pepsi ads or something. And it's not something okay. as like uh, divisive, I'd, I guess, as mm. justice for Johnny Depp. Like that's a statement, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people with just, just thinking about that for a second would, would reconsider just like passively adding that to their video. I mean, you're probably right. You're probably that does account, I'm sure, for a good amount of it. But uh, Christ, like it's, it's just like a staggering number. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I, this this article mentions how this is this this trial has turned into revenge. porn. Um, oh, completely. Because it says like one of the hallmarks of revenge porn is the way it freezes its victim in time. Um, and like, there's a quote from, from her during this trial where she, she says, I want to move on with my life. I want to move on. I want Johnny to move on too. And I want him to leave me alone. Um, but like you said, this has been going on for years. And honestly, when it comes to Amber Heard and like the public, this is never going to get away from her. No, no. She's been made a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, literally because on, on TikTok, there are, um, it's become like a meme or a trend. There are, there's footage of her crying during her testimony that people are just like laughing at and and turning into like jokes and memes on TikTok. It's it's insanity. Yeah, like I, I've been trying to stay away from all of this, mm-hmm. but like I couldn't av- I couldn't avoid the tissue fucking thing. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 conspiracies that she was snorting coke on the stand in from a tissue. Mm-hmm. Just the absolute most batshit things you've ever seen. People are saying. Yeah, it's why like people will dismiss those what I the the texts I read before from from Depp like these. Very clear cut things that came directly from his mouth. And yet yeah. on the flip side, they will make up the most wild shit when it comes to Amber Heard. Like it's all just so twisted and backwards. Um, I've just been, I've just been like so disgusted by it. Cause, cause like yeah. this is like, this is like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's different, but it's also sort of like Monica Lewinsky or it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to a degree, it's like Winona Ryder in the nineties. Like there's just like a, a woman becomes a target of the public. And it's like, oh, this is almost like the virtual like the internet age's version of like stoning somebody in a town square yeah it, it, it's it's britney spears shaving her head it's, totally it's whatever it's whatever the target of yeah the time is yeah yeah mm-hmm. and like it's it's disheartening too because it you know you could you could speak about the effectiveness of of the me too movement and, and what kind of impact it had or didn't have but like we're just a number of years removed and we're seeing this 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 like this display here that it just goes against all of it mm-hmm. and it, it, it's going it's going so insane that anybody that shows a modicum of i don't know su- support or whatever for her and it's like it's like it it's turned into fuck everything that is turned into fucking team sports and it's it's so gross mm-hmm. it's so gross but like i don't mean and i don't even mean like uh public support like i mean like I saw, I saw that uh, um, Jason Momoa uh, was backing her for like continue the role in Aquaman two, and James Wan too, the director. Yeah, because the execs didn't want her to be in the next film. Yeah, 
And so they're getting, you know, publicly blasted from these uh, depth stands. Mm -hmm. And it's like they know this person like this is not this is not your team sports. This Mm -hmm. is not your spectacle. Like it's it's so it's so bizarre. And doesn't like doesn't that case with the uh, with Warner Bros and, and the Aquaman thing. I mean, isn't that verging on like blacklisting territory where it's gotten to the point where it's really going to start affecting like what types of uh, opportunities she can get like in the industry if she's if there's talk about like execs wanting to kick her off of the Aquaman franchise you know yeah seems like it then, then of course the 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 Depp people would argue that he was kicked off that fucking Harry Potter movie but it's like well at the time <laughs> it was proven yeah that he, he abused her mm-hmm so, uh, yeah, it's wild. Uh, um, it's wild, and it it sucks because this isn't a case of like like some community a coordinated like community attack, right? Like you you see the far right um coming together and sort of attacking some public figure for one reason or another, right? But like yeah. the the diversity of support for Johnny Depp and and the yeah. the amount of it is just like so disturbing. Yeah, me. you have you have actual Johnny Depp fans mm-hmm. that turned into stands. You have regular old misogynists that you know, and men's rights activists that you know. The woman's lying no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you just have regular people that are sucked into the propaganda of it uh like yeah it's it's crazy it's the it really regular is. people it's that's what bums me out the most because like you would expect mm-hmm. it from those other people right but like you said the propaganda aspect of it and how effective that has been uh for for johnny depp is just like man mm-hmm. the, the, the one thing that drives me nuts it drives me nuts is to have people like just call him johnny <laughs> yeah like they fucking know him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like they fucking know him He's a 60-year-old washed-up actor. You don't know this man. No. He's not your friend. She isn't either. You don't know her. Neither of these people. These are perfect strangers to you. You don't know them. Don't call this 60-year-old man Johnny. That drives me nuts. Yeah. God. Yeah, so that's just been like a massive bummer, you know, alongside all the other huge, awful stuff in the news. But I thought it was worth bringing up because it seems like this take here, like in the New Yorker article and the stuff that we're bringing up here, it's just not being talked about all that much. So No, it's another thing. If if uh, somebody writes an opinion piece like this, mm-hmm. right, or gives uh, a thoughtful, nuanced, I hate to say take, but like thoughtful, yeah. nuanced point online, they're attempted to be beat into submission by the depth stands mm-hmm. every single time, every single time. Uh, and it's like, on one hand, like we don't need more quote unquote content about this whole fucking thing. This whole fucking thing. But it's it's just this tidal wave of yeah, just just backlash and it's 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 crazy. It's it's sad because like, you know, like we said this is fed into directly what he wanted, but really if you look at it, if you if you take a step back and you actually look at what's been said and and the evidence and everything that has come out in this trial, there's so much awful shit that Johnny Depp has said and done that's come out during this trial, this, this defamation case that he started, that that should be the story, right? This this should have mm-hmm. backfired on him tremendously. Um, but I guess it is that propaganda machine that wins out in the end. Yeah. But yeah. So that that's that. Um, uh, did you have anything else to add to that? I, I th- just no, thought we should bring it up. So. It's, it's fucking yeah. it's fucking bleak. Um, hopefully, by the time this podcast goes up, it will be at least the trial will be over. With. 
got some TikToks. Yeah, <laughs> let's All let's right. let's uh, do a hard left turn here into sure. um, uh, I... into Mad Watch. Okay, let me hit something. There we go. I brought it back. Fantastic. Okay, so um, <laughs> one video came up on my on my for you page that I've, I've been very excited to show you. Okay. Um. So there's like there are videos on TikTok that it's just like a person. It's 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 called like what are you listening to? It's it's very simple. It's just like a person who like walks up to pedestrians on the street that have headphones in and asks them what they're listening to, and that's like basically the the video. Oh yeah, that's not annoying. Oh yeah, no, it's strangers. it's it's. I I really don't like when like you have headphones and you don't want to be right. That's the whole disturbed. point. That's the whole point. Um, also, it's just a very lazy way of making content. Um, that said, though, like I will watch every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> when they come up <laughs> because i just i just like hearing about like that's the appeal of like spotify rap right it's just like you know hearing about people's music tastes i don't know i just find it interesting um but uh yeah there's this video from uh slow puke who we've i've, I've played a few of uh her oh, yeah. videos on on here before um that's related to that uh that whole trend did they fix the video player? That's what I want to know. I never leave my house, but I very often imagine that one day when I'm walking down the street, I'm going to be approached by one of those, so what are you listening to videos? But in my head, when I think of these scenarios, I always imagine that I'm the one person in the video who's listening to like a super cool song and then like all the comments love me. Uh, excuse me, what, what are you listening to? What are you, what are you listening to? Oh, uh, 96 Quite Bitter Beings. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, what was that? Uh, 96 Quite bitter beings oh, okay thank you so much oh, whoa she's so cool what oh hell yeah dude <laughs> hell yeah oh hell yeah I feel like I told you. I told you. I feel like the uh, TikTok algorithm listens to our podcast. I told you they're making a comeback, man. Yeah, the public consciousness. CKY is back. The caption oh, for that video is yeah. the funniest yet hardest riff of all time. Hell yeah, man! I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's funny. I just think it's fucking sick. I mean, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought that was great. Holy shit. So, okay. So another another aspect of TikTok is uh, travel TikTok, right? You get a lot of uh, mm. people going on trips abroad, some cool sightseeing, you know, road trips. Um, so I saw this one. This is a video by Extra Cream Cheese. <laughs> um, taking a road trip to some very uh, scenic places. How visual is this? It's not. <laughs> well... We're four hours into a road trip, and... We, we just left Manhattan. Ten and two, buddy. I'm gonna call the cops on you. What state are we even in? It's New Jersey. It feels like Florida. I feel like so far from home. The air pressure feels different, you know? I'm like, bonjour. I, like, I don't even know what language to speak on this, on this side, on this side of the border. The country's so beautiful. I don't... It's like the countryside, you know? It's really, it's like we're in a little house on the prairie. <laughs> what state are we in now? It's still New Jersey. Jesus, how long does it take to get to the next one? Driving so slow. Will you let me know when we make it to at least like 
a Maryland, a Wisconsin, a California. Will you just give me a state alert? I'm bored as fuck in New Jersey. Which is your favorite car on the street? Right. I feel like all the cars are acting like they're better than us. I'm like, I feel like a little, like everyone's judging our car. Do you feel that? Hmm. Do they have McDonald's in New Jersey or is that a New York thing? Pennsylvania now. We crossed another border? No, you know what? I felt, I felt Pennsylvania. When the second we hit the border, something, I was like, I was like, okay, Pennsylvania. I see you, Pennsylvania. I love just exploring the country. People should do this more often. You don't even know the roads are paved, the sun is out, and oh, America. It smells like shit here. <laughs> Yeah, I could tell they were in the fucking middle of Pennsylvania at that point. <laughs> yeah. They were in the fucking middle where it does smell like fucking cow shit. Well, I thought New Jersey had the reputation, or at least according to you, has the reputation of smelling bad. Yeah, New Jersey smells like rotten eggs. I guess when you've only ever lived here, you just like don't pick up on that. I don't know. Because every time you like go away and come back, you're like, oh, it's, it smells awful. Yeah, yeah. New Jersey smells like rotten eggs. And uh, the middle of Pennsylvania is just cow shit. Okay. Like, you can see the cows. Like, you know, it's, not, it's not like a mystery of why it smells like cow shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was that was pretty good. I was kind of confused by the um, disclaimer that TikTok put onto that video, which was, it says, participating in this, in this activity could result in you or others getting hurt. They're just, uh, they're I just guess, driving on a highway. I guess it's to discourage people from that like they themselves driving and fucking filming okay because i swear i've come across like skydiving videos and shit that don't have a disclaimer oh that's to protect uh the big skydiving industry oh i see i see yeah Mm -hmm. um so yeah don't don't film and drive maybe that's a mistake that this person made uh we're gonna transition here into another video uh so this is from a harry styles concert recently Mm. a very dedicated fan just got hit by a car but still made it Are you ready? Three, two, one second. Just got hit by a car, but still made it. When you say just got hit by a car, how recently? Tonight. Do you need to be somewhere else? Thank you for being here. Are you okay, first of all? You're okay. Okay, good. What decade does he think that he's in? See, I knew when I showed this, the first thing you were going to point out was the pants. (laughs) I knew it. I I just knew that was going to happen. Like, you're completely missing the point of this video, and you're zeroing in on the pants. I, I predicted that from a mile away. Uh, what am I gonna say? It's a little girl in a cast in a wheelchair. What am I? What am I supposed to say about that? She got hit by a car and made it to the concert on the same night. That's like that's impressive. That's dedication. Uh, what else are you gonna do? You gotta go home. I mean, her. She's in a wheelchair and her foot is in a cast. Let me ask you this: What what was more expensive, the hospital stay or, or the, those the tickets? tickets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sunk cost. You got to go through with it. Yeah. 
Man, those pants are out of control. I mean, he's he definitely he's able to. I don't know how you summarize Harry Styles that like style. Uh, well, that's why he's, that's why I got the name. You know, I guess so. It's right there in the name. But um, another thing about Harry Styles that you might find interesting is that so his new album came out a week ago, mm. and uh, on the very first track, the opening track, he does some scatting. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Yep. See, I'm ahead of the curve. I'm ahead of the curve. CKY, Scatman. CKY, Scat. Scatman Styles. I'm a trendsetter. I'm an original. And you know what's what's even more wild is that it it works. It genuinely works. He's proven that he can basically pull from any like musical style or era. And it just, it's catchy as hell. He took a trip to Scatman's world, uh, you know? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it is a bold move to open your album with scabbing. Yeah, especially when your your uh, demographic is like what, like thirteen? I would say closer to thirty, to be honest. Really? Yeah, because he's he's got like he's got those former One Direction fans who were teenagers, like when we were teenagers. Mm. And so he's like, I'm sure his demographic is probably like mid twenties to thirties. Huh? I mean, he's immensely popular, like just across the board. But yeah, I think that's kind of like that's kind of where his uh, his fan base is is at its height, I guess. I don't know what the demographic for those pants are, though. I mean, look, I'm not going to hate. He seems to be able to pull off anything. He wore a dress to the Met Gala. Um, hey, I don't, I don't know anything about the dress. I'm just talking about these pants. He's break, he's breaking <laughs> down society's um, gender norms when it comes to clothing. And I think that's that's pretty cool. So just, just big old 1970s pants, the suspenders. I don't know. Yeah, they are suspenders. I think that's worth pointing out, too. Yeah. Um, that's where you get the grandpa aesthetic from. Yeah. High waisted. Um, but yeah, I thought that was that was pretty uh, uh, pretty wild. Be careful out there going to your Harry Styles concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of concerts, uh, Dua Lipa is on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> while the fans were waiting outside one of her recent shows, uh, she had an inadvertent hype man out there in in form of a uh, religious protester. Oh. <laughs> so here, here's the footage from that. This is outside one of her shows. <laughs> Homosexuality and lesbianism is sin. And you celebrate sin. How many of you think it's good to get drunk? How many of you think it's good to get high? How many think it's good to dance like a whore? How many think it's good to have sex outside of marriage? and provocative clothing. You're in serious trouble with God. You're in serious trouble with God. You call evil good and good evil. Yeah, he wasn't doing himself any favors. No, total hype man. Uh, she should hire him yeah. and bring him on tour. Gets the crowd going, yeah, you know? Yeah, he should be the opener. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I mean, talk about feeding in directly to all the f- favorite activities of... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should probably quit at that point when you're getting that sort of reaction. Right. This is not your crowd. No. Um. So, so uh, yeah, I don't know how to transition into and out of these videos, but what do you know about Australian politics? 
didn't they uh, just lose their uh, dipshit? Probably. Um, I don't know much, to be honest, but I did see this video from, I mean, the hash, like the one of the tags says it's 2022, so it might be from one of their recent elections. I don't really know, but this is somebody who's addressing a, a serious topic in Australia, Australian politics, um, mm. but has an even more serious agenda on, on his mind. So let's let's take a listen. Final observation on the same-sex uh, marriage debate from Bob Catter. I mean, you know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. You know, I mean, let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned. You know, but I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. <laughs> so, fun. Oh, yeah. Huh. Who knew? Wait, how often? <laughs> every three months. Every three months. Well, that's just because we lost Steve Irwin. Yeah, that was really, he was the one person keeping the crocodiles at bay. He really kept them in check. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we got a real problem on our hands. Like they do uh, need to pass same sex marriage if that hasn't happened over there, but yeah, like the cro- that crocodile thing seems like a priority. Yeah, he's, he's just like, ah, who cares? I don't give a shit. Uh, these these fucking crocodiles, though, man. Oh man, I want to see this guy talk to the preacher. Yes, outside the show. There we go. Let's see what God has to say about these fucking crocodiles. So oh, man. yeah, um, I hope that gets sorted. <laughs> See, wouldn't that that sounds like a nice problem to have? <laughs> you know, that's that's a good. We got, point. We got some. We got some bigger problems. Shit. <laughs> Those crocodiles don't have guns, so. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. Fuck. So, yeah. Um. So, lastly, here, uh, none of the previous videos matter because we're all just living in a simulation. Okay. That's what the lane people are saying. Right. But here we have some some hard evidence of that, and this comes okay. from TikTok user uh, Daphne Barry, who's who's really on the case here. Uh, just, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this. What you what you think? Hmm. People literally come up to me every single day, and they say, "But how do you know we're in a simulation?" I'll tell you. Cars and buses. You're telling me that a bus that can seat two people and two people have an aisle running down the middle and a stairwell going up the top fits in the same lane as my tiny car that I can touch the other side of the door if I wanted to? That's just good coding by the simulation. That's how I know. That's all the proof that you need. Cars and buses. What? You don't get it? So like the width of a, of a bus, right? Where you have, you can seat usually up to f- like four people, right? Next, sitting next to each other with the, well, two two people. You have it two people, then an aisle, and then two people on the other side, right? Uh-huh. And then you, you compare that with like a, I don't know, like a Prius, where you yeah. can essentially like reach over and touch the other side of the car. And both of those vehicles take up the same space in a lane. They don't take up the same space. They both fit in a lane. Right, they both fit in a lane. But they don't take up the same space. They fit like perfectly in in the, the driving lane. They both fit, but they don't take up the same space. A bus is not as wide as a car. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? This is You've I've, never been behind a bus? This is some compelling evidence here, I think. I feel like the, You've never the been wheels, behind a school the wheels, bus even? The wheels of a bus, aside from, round from, and aside round. from going round and round, one wheel is at the, the line, the middle line, and the other wheel is at the uh you know the, the solid line. Same thing with 
the car. middle line. Well, you know, the the, the, the line that splits the, the road in half. I don't know how to describe it. The divider? The divider. Um, and, and for a car, it's the same thing. They're like the same width. Okay, starters, buses have two sets of wheels. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It's already wider. So that, that actually proves the point even further. How are they taking up the same amount of space? In They're a, not. In a lane. They both fit in the lane. Mm-hmm. They're not taking up the same space. But the thing is, with, with a car, a smaller car, there isn't, there isn't enough room in a lane compared to a bus to account for all that extra space. Yes, there is. I don't think so. I really I don't think I you've ever think driven so. behind a bus. I've I've been in a bus. I've driven behind a bus in front of a bus. You know that like you have room in a lane in a car to like maneuver not much you've never like so, so say somebody's turning left yeah and you want to go around them mm-hmm. usually you, you have to them. usually you have to uh either they're moving over to the right a bit to let you go or you're um encroaching onto the uh the other side of the road okay let me ask you this can a bus do that sure no the bus can't get around i mean i've seen some bu- the- i've seen some buses the- make some bold uh decisions on the road the bus has got a way for a person to turn left all right we're talking about buses all right so what about a fucking FedEx truck? Mm-hmm. Here's a better example. Screw the lanes. You park on you park on your street. Mm-hmm. You you fit on the uh you fit on the side of the street without having to like without having to have another car maneuver around you. Sure. In the in the process of daily traffic. Yeah. If the if the FedEx truck whenever they're dropping off a package parks on the street. Mm-hmm. everybody's got to go around them well yeah but that's like that's just like a temporary parking spot like so when it comes to the coding they didn't account for that because like but they fit but they fit in the lane still that's what i'm saying is that how can cars and buses and fedex trucks all fit in the same because lane the lane is fine the lane is big enough but i feel like when i'm driving a small car i'm still taking up most of that lane that's just your perception then maybe or maybe it's the coding of the, the simulation <laughs> Oh. I don't know. This one stuck with me a bit. It's a thinker. Okay. Really, it really do, changes your your perspective of, of why the world. do trucks need additional mirrors to see who the fuck is behind them? Oh, because um, they're they're, they're long. wider. They're they're longer, no. right? They're, you're talking about like like eighteen wheelers and stuff. It's because they they have to look farther back. It's because whenever somebody's too close behind them, mm-hmm. it's so they can see them. No, it's because they're there's because they're wider. No, it's because they're they're longer. There's no there's no limit to how like the how back how far back a mirror can see it's the angle hmm. well you know there's evidence going in both directions um <laughs> much like a two-lane street <laughs> we should oh mention that God. participating in in this activity couldn't cause you or others harm so that's true that's true i don't know we'll just have to uh, we'll just have to leave that to uh we'll have to agree to disagree here we'll have to leave that to science yes or to uh the cultists when they break out of the simulation um should we do a little moogle oh okay i wasn't expecting another one of these so quickly because you just started a game up uh last week yeah i want to talk about some things okay so as we established with the uh the Fately chosen wheel spin last time. Uh, I'm playing Final Fantasy IX on the Switch. Um, and I'm having some problems. I'm having some fucking problems with this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is slow as hell. It is so slow. And um, I, 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 I kind of mean from a story perspective, that's whatever. It's the beginning of a fucking RPG. I'm used to that shit. Uh, it's slow from a combat perspective. And that is what... I'm really struggling with. 
and it's it's not only its uh sluggish pace it's the way in which that slow battle system works to your disadvantage um so final fantasy 9 has the active time battle system that was present in uh most of the final fantasy games uh up until 9 um or i guess up until 10 rather uh and it's very similar to the active time battle in uh the playstation games so 7 8 and 9 um the difference here is that in comparison to 7 and 8 it's slow as fuck it is so goddamn slow um so like uh you played did you play a little bit of 7 remake mm -hmm. okay so you so you know uh the active time battle so like uh, you have each character has a bar that fills up and whenever their bar is full, you can select an action for them to do. Yeah. So that, that's that's how active time battle works um, in the older Final Fantasy games like the PlayStation games. Uh, it it uh, creates more of a turn based feel because you're not you can't do anything in between those turns. You have to actually wait for the bar to fill up in order to do literally anything. Mm -hmm. And there's an option in remake that sort of makes it kind of like that, but it's not as good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not quite the same. Um, so, uh, that, that's the, that's the basic system. Uh, seven and eight are much faster. This one, uh, not only does it take forever for the bar to finish up, it takes forever for characters actions to go through. Um, their animations are slow and just, uh, doing actions are slow. So, uh, an issue I have is that, uh, well, for starters, you can't see enemy ATB. Um, this is an issue I have with all of these games is that you can't see enemy ATB. Uh, so you don't know when en an enemy is going to attack and you can't plan accordingly. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of just something you have to deal with. Uh, so in the older games, since it you are getting ATB faster, um, you could at least adjust to whatever an enemy did. Uh, here, um, I'm basically stuck in... Uh, like I've I've told my entire party what I want them to do, and I'm waiting for all of their animations to queue out. Uh, and so the way this looks is like, um, it's like I have one person set to attack. I have another person set to pop a potion. I have another person set to cast a fire spell, and then I have an, uh, the fourth person set to attack. Mm -hmm. Right? Is that four? Uh, I think so. Um, See, I, okay. I am listening to you, but at the same time, I'm concerned that I I sound very stupid after that whole car lane thing. <laughs> <laughs> but continue uh so like i have i have four four abilities set the queue um but while like the, i'm basically waiting for these animations to go out and i'm I'm like watching i can't do anything i'm just watching this unfold mm -hmm. i have a boss enemy that is able to take two or three turns basically in that time uh so one guy attacks and then a boss attacks and now one of those people that is supposed to be doing something next is now dead uh and so then somebody else pops a potion but the po potion that they're supposed to put on somebody they're dead so they put it on their themselves and they didn't need that potion mm -hmm. and so now the boss attacks again and now somebody else is dead uh and i can't react to what's happening in battle because everything is just too clunky and slow um and it's really fucking frustrating um and uh, this might be a case of me being under leveled, but it really doesn't seem like I should be mostly because there hasn't been like an opportunity to grind really like so far the game has been very on rails and there's only been like a couple dungeons and like unless I was just running in circles in those dungeons like the, like the encounter rate hasn't been very high. And so I've just been doing battles as like I've explored around and I've tried to explore 
areas as fully as I can. And then everything else has been a very scripted battle. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I don't think it's necessarily a case of where I'm really underleveled. And I've gotten like a good amount of gear. I've bought in gear or purchased gear, you know, uh, like, so I don't think it's that I'm underpowered. I just think that this battle system is kind of shit. Um, I think I have a different theory about what the issue is. Yeah. Um, I think I think you've been cursed uh, because you went against the sacred wheel last week. <laughs> and so now you're just doomed to not enjoy any RPGs that you play from this point on. Yeah. Or it could right. just be the battle system. W one of the two, I'm sure. Uh, so I like it really feels like ever like the deck is the, the deck. The deck is stacked against you where um like even even reviving your party um and i went back and i looked at uh gameplay footage on youtube of final fantasy 8 because i was like 8 which is the most recent of these older final fantasies i played i was like 8 did not feel like this am i crazy 8 did not feel like this um and i was right it didn't uh atb was much faster mm -hmm. um and the other thing it's like okay so like people are dying left and right for me in final fantasy 9 uh and so, like, whenever I go to revive them, they're reviving with barely any HP. And uh, this is this is another thing I fucking hate uh, about these games. But this one in particular is especially bad. And it's another way that uh, I really wish to fuck you could see enemy ATB. And it, it's a way that uh, you're you're not on the same playing field as your enemies. And I, I don't like when games do this. And it's why SMT is, like, the most primo, perfect system yeah 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 that, we get it well because everything you can do your enemy can do right and vice versa except for fucking um like demon eye but that that's a different story um so like if i go to revive somebody they come back with barely any hp which means i then need somebody else to either heal them or throw a potion on them or something because they're just, to gonna, get their HP up. just gonna die again they're gonna die but since the, the the queuing system is so slow, I have to wait for everybody else's animations to play out. Like, I might have somebody else's attack that I queued in already from before in there. And I can't, you can't cancel anything uh, once, in, once, uh, once you send out a command. And you can't, like, wait either for, like, ATB or somebody to fill up because everything is animation locked. So, like, I can't sit there <laughs> and wait for somebody's ATB to fill and wait for somebody to res mm -hmm. because it won't, it, it, I just can't do that. So... Even though the turns are progressing and this is somebody I just revived, the boss could then automatically target that person that just revived. Even though behind the scenes, the enemy ATB should have been going up and they should have already been locked on to like somebody else because they shouldn't have been targeting somebody that wasn't alive. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, this is going to sound like an obvious thing, but like what difficulty level are you playing on? Uh, these games don't have difficulty. Oh, they don't levels. have them. Okay. No. Like you're just playing Final Fantasy IX. Oh, like, wow. The, these these older games don't have difficulties. Um, so then you're out of so, luck. <laughs> so, well, so the other thing is that since these are um, like uh, kind of quasi remasters, um, there are cheats. Uh, so there is, uh, I can increase the battle speed. Um the issue is, is that it's then too fast. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's more of a fast forward than um, a battle speed increase. Because there actually is a battle speed increase in the regular game settings, like the original game settings. It doesn't do dick. It's It, it doesn't do anything. It's still too slow. Um, but I can do like the fast forward. But then it's too fast. That's basically for whenever you're just like grinding on enemies that you're going to basically one shot um, just to speed things up. You've got a regular old Goldilocks problem on your hands here. Pretty much. 
the other thing is that uh, it's called like Battle Helper or something or whatever. And uh, what this basically does is um, while it's on, any damage you take is automatically healed and you are put into trance mode. Like it, your trance is automatically filled, which is basically the game's LB. Mm -hmm. um, and so you could just keep using LB on enemies and you, you can't take damage really. So you're invincible. Um, so you're invincible. And like that, that's not fun. Um, Are you in it more for the battle system and gameplay or the storytelling? Uh, I'm in it for like for whenever both, I play these right? games, I'm in it for I'm in it for both. Yeah, yeah, I'm in it to play the game. Um, so that like it's not really fun for me if I'm just like mindlessly going through slaughtering everything I see. Like I want to I want the experience of leveling up, like getting new abilities, like playing the fucking RPG. Right. Uh, but the the like this uh so, so like this battle system is so fucking slow. Um, even getting like because I tried that mode because I was like, well, how does it work in relation to the other like cheat systems that like the other games have uh like these the, these are remastered versions um even this one is fucking slower uh because the way the game works is whenever you get trance it plays a little animation for that character and so whenever you hit the cheat button your whole party gets trance so it plays the animation for every single party member in a row mm -hmm. and so that takes I don't know, 20 seconds <laughs> whenever you're using this mode so you can get through battles quicker. Yeah. Um, another problem is that, and this is even for random encounters, uh, battles take a long time to, it's either loading in or to play the like battle starting animations. It's about, I want to say like, like maybe eight seconds, eight to 10 seconds. Which adds, which adds in, up. Which adds up, especially like the random encounters, bosses, whatever. I don't care. And I say bosses because most of this game so far has been scripted encounters with, with bosses and maybe like mini bosses, I guess, so like story, story encounters, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, but there has been one instance of like where you're in the open field. And so I've had random encounters and then in the dungeons. Um, so it, it plays uh, an animation where the camera swings around and shows you the entire party in the enemy. And that takes like 10 seconds and you can't skip it. You can't. I tried every single fucking button and then I looked online. It's like, yeah, this is just how the game is. Uh, in the settings, you can turn off that animation. What does that do? It gives you a black screen for the exact duration of time that animation would take. Yeah, a lot of these Why? sound like things that you would expect if it's a, a remaster of sorts. These are like the quality of life things that you would want uh, changed, right? Right, and they weren't. I think because this was uh, like the first of these remasters that they did mm -hmm. for these PlayStation games. Uh, from like i don't know 2012 maybe um and then it was just eventually ported to the switch right um because like even even these stupid cheats takes uh two or three button presses to activate whereas like in final fantasy 8 if i wanted the speed up it was just i would hit like r1 and i could speed through battles you know mm -hmm. um and here i have to open the cheat menu hit the cheat i want and then like confirm it in in the middle of battle if I wanted to do that. Right. So it's just, it's just very slow. It's very clunky. Um, and like on the whole, uh, I don't even necessarily know if I'm enjoying the game yet. Like, <laughs> yeah. like in terms of story, um, cause like aside from the battle system or whatever, like it's just, it's just, uh, Final Fantasy nine was meant to be like, as it was going to be the last PlayStation game, uh, like Final Fantasy. Um, 
So it's a return to the sort of feeling of the, at the time, old school Final Fantasies, <laughs> which were the the Nintendo games. Sure. The Nintendo Final Fantasies. So it's very, it's a, a return to the high fantasy. Um, there's a lot more comedy and levity to it. Um, I actually really enjoyed the opening. It, it opens with like this um, sort of like heist on a play. And it's sort of like uh, a lot of the Shakespearean thing. Like there's these two jesters, you know, and they're sort of um, giving these asides and all this uh, kind of thing. Um, so I liked I liked the the opening aesthetic, um, but I, I struggle with like whenever things are just straight up high fantasy. Um, it's it's why I really enjoyed seven and eight mm-hmm. uh, so much. Um, and looking back, I think eight is actually probably my favorite like Final Fantasy that I've played for as weird as that game is. And I like actually embraced the weirdness of that one. Um and this is just kind of like a straight up fantasy. And I don't really like the characters. There's one character I'm interested in, like how their story's going. Uh, but, and the other issue is that this is also the uh, first game where they're like clearly splitting up the party for story purposes. Oh. Um, and I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like when they do that especially this early whenever we don't know enough about the party and we don't know enough about how they interact together and now all of a sudden we're splitting them up and also it's rough for gameplay because then they give you all these temporary party members that don't really matter in terms of gearing and leveling up Mm -hmm. um and i i I just don't like how they do that uh and and they get worse with that as time goes on like final fantasy 13 is the worst with that with splitting up the party like that whole game is just like the party is split up into different configurations until like the very end of that game where you can choose who's in your party and like what configurations you want. Um, and so it's clear that, that like this is the game that started that idea for them. Right. Um, and I, I really, really don't like it. Um, but I guess it's serving the story purpose. Uh, so for now, I'm going to stick with it. Um, so you're not bringing I, the wheel out. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do it twice in a row. I'm going to stick with it. I'd like to finish it. Um, and I'd like to do that without having to f- have fucking cheats on mm-hmm. the entire time. Like maybe, maybe it gets better as, as you do level up and you know, I don't know, but yeah, for right now I am, I am struggling with it. Um, so that's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully you'll get more invested in it as it goes along yeah yeah we'll see um so we got some cinema here oh shit i, I almost forgot <laughs> i know right yeah so we have uh we have a segment with a name yeah. and and that name mm-hmm. is that's beautiful cinema fantastic here we go um by the way uh no no secret david lynch film at can um just in case anybody was, was still holding out hope he told us i mean he wasn't you know i i didn't think he was lying so i wasn't yeah. i wasn't holding my breath i just thought i'd mention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but yeah you want to introduce uh this week's film yeah so we watched a uh, duel by uh riley stearns um starring karen gillen and and karen gillen and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and aaron paul and and some other people that i forget their names um but yeah this was uh this was the latest from uh an interesting filmmaker who i mean this movie's pretty much in line with his other work um it's it's it it bridges between just sort of like uh dry like dark comedy and and some legitimately sad themes um but yeah it's about uh so this character uh played by karen gillen she she lives in this world where cloning is a thing Mm -hmm. and it's used to in in cases of like terminal illness if somebody's going to die, they can choose to clone themselves and have this version of themselves like live on like for family members and whatnot. Um, and so she does this after she receives a, uh, a diagnosis that <laughs> it's 
confirm that she's going to die, but there is a margin of error of 2%, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was a, was a pretty good bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she goes through with this this procedure and she has a clone of herself. And of course, things take a turn from there. Um, and uh, yeah, there's this whole like, there's this whole like uh, gladiator type sport, sporting event that's like televised. It's, it's called the duel. And uh, it's in cases where um, the, uh, the clone needs to be like decommissioned. Maybe that person is no longer going to die or whatever the circumstances but for whatever reason the law doesn't allow the, the two the clone and the original to live on like yeah, in society because, because I think the lawyer says uh, well there can't be two of you that would be ridiculous that would be ridiculous <laughs> yeah that's the legal uh, the legal terminology um, so yeah basically the uh, the solution there is is that they have a duel to the death so whoever wins is is the one left standing and continues to, to live on yeah as that person as that person yeah um, See, so yeah, I'm curious. What you what you think of this one? Uh, this was a weird one. Yeah, it was pretty weird, right? Yeah, and and not not even like the the premise is the least weird part about it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I I didn't know how to approach it. Um, I, I I didn't quite know what its what its goals were here. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 by the end, I, I I really I really didn't. Um, like I didn't know if this was like. Is this about like desensitization to violence or is this about um, like bodily autonomy or is this, you know, like what is the what what is the you know, what is this trying to say exactly? Right. Um, and uh, I, I, I didn't quite get a read on uh, Karen Gillan's character at all, mm-hmm. like through the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, like like uh, and, and this is this is her, like her original because we don't really get much of the the clone no we don't um like i i couldn't i couldn't really get a read on her like what kind of even person she was yeah at all yeah um, um it's interesting um having seen a couple of this director's other films like that style of like dialogue and maybe the sort of like i don't know temperament and personality of the, the main character is sort of in line with what this uh, i had a feeling filmmaker kind of just how he kind of writes his characters yeah i had a feeling mm-hmm. yeah it feels very much like a style it feels uh, a bit like, um, oh shit, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 it, like, like, a, like a light version of, uh, like the dialogue, uh, in his movies. Um, honestly, you know what I, mean? I do. And honestly, I think it's just a way for the style of humor to be delivered in a way that's like effective. Yeah. But here it's, it's, it's almost like, um, anybody, like anybody's dialogue could be replaced by anybody else's Yeah, and it wouldn't change much like all that drastically. Honestly, aside like from we were plot stuff. Yeah. Like, like I agree with that. I think like when we were first introduced to her character, like she is the original version of, of her, but I thought, I honestly thought like with her interactions with like her family members and like her, um, her partner, I thought that they were showing us like a double because it was really hard to get a handle on like, yeah, I thought there might've been some kind of reveal. Yeah. Like as, as a twist that was like, Oh, she was already cloned mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. Like almost like this person um, is is in the process of figuring out how to be a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no it I turns know completely out that what was, you mean. Yeah, it turns out that was just kind of the the style of uh, of of like writing and, and dialogue. Yeah, it, like that's almost almost robotic, like very dry. Mm-hmm. Um, like not a lot of uh, intonation in the uh, the way of speaking. Um, 
but like but then like when aaron paul shows up he kind of talks that way too yes uh but just in a more aaron paul way yeah like like, but it's very it's very little difference um so yeah it was just hard to get a read on on characters that way but like especially karen gillen because she's the focus we're following her the entire time um, that said, though, so, yeah. I did like her performance. I felt like it was very committed to the concept or the bit, whatever you want to call it. Um, no, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Like, it's quite different from anything I've seen her do. Um, so I enjoyed that. But yeah, it, it definitely did make it difficult to sort of pick up on what the movie was going for as a whole. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, it is it is tackling themes of, like, uh, identity, obviously. Um, and, like, uh, sort of navigating, like those waters of like what makes someone like what makes up your life essentially right and when you have a character or you have like basically all the characters sort of like delivering lines in pretty similar ways or like communicating in this sort of like very particular way it it does make it hard to sort of weave through all that stuff yeah because uh so so the way this like whole cloning thing works is that the the clone is just a a clone of you like biologically and Mm -hmm. it doesn't contain any of your memories or anything like that and so what it has to do is it has to live with you until you die like soaking up all of your like everything that you teach it about yourself Mm -hmm. um and so it's it the movie is obviously trying to say is that like like it can't replace you in the same exact way uh no matter what you attempt to teach it and and so uh in the instance of her clone um she asked like what her favorite foods are and all that stuff and like the clone sort of rejects even that yeah and sort of develops her own personality and like likes and dislikes and preferences and things like that like preferences for clothes and you know etc uh and so it's like okay well this is clearly a different person um and but at the same time the the manner of like speaking and dialogue the way everybody is so flat and um like the way that uh everybody's lines could like be like swapped with each other's especially the two clones um it's sort of contrasting that message to me it is like because like one of my favorite like character moments and there there was just a couple of like they they touched upon this on like a very surface level they didn't really get into it but like how the clone version of her is so dissatisfied with the mundane aspects of her life Mm -hmm. in a way that the original version is sort of like longing for them because she's been outright like rejected by her her family at that point (laughs) um and so she's like sort of longing for these like phone calls with her mother that she used to not want to pick up or these like just like everyday interactions and things she would have to do in her life while the clone version is like like really just like feeling stuck and and bored with those things right which i thought was like a really cool like thing to explore but like you said it does really clash with like the performances and delivery and everything yeah um like, like uh, on the one hand, it gives it this, you know, unique style and like vibe to the movie. It does. And it helps with the delivery of a lot of the, the dark humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's it takes away from the individual personality of the characters, which is such a like focal point of the messaging of the movie. Yeah, I completely agree. There is a disconnect there. Um, That said, though, like I I won't like spoil the ending or anything, but there is a a scene towards the end that takes place 
in a forest mm-hmm. and man there like there's a moment there that lands very hard for me like there's just mm-hmm. like a deep like sadness to it and like despite these sort of issues like that's still they were still able to land that for me which i thought was was really good mm-hmm. like it's it's it has this issue with this like disconnect but at the same time the script is is really like tight as far as like narrative stuff and like plot beats and and like little details that like sort of like telegraph what's coming next and like it's all like very tightly written which i which i appreciate yeah i mean it was obvious that she was uh not going to like she was going to live like she wasn't going to die mm-hmm. of her disease you know oh sure sure um, yeah they lost me with the dog thing though oh yeah, no you know what you're right that was a, a very confusing moment um that was really dumb like i understood the thing with aaron paul's dog where it's like okay yes. you need to prove that you have what it takes to go into this duel yada yada yes but then- <laughs> But then, so she sees her, her clone, um, like outside of, like, she's in the house. She looks out the window. She sees her clone, like, spying on her. And she's got a crossbow in her hands and she, like, instinctively shoots it at her because she's, like, prepping and gearing up and training to go into this duel. So she's like, oh, I gotta, gotta take her down. Right. But then she ends up, like, mm-hmm. shooting shooting like somebody's dog that was also there in the street like right in the eye and killing it yeah i was like what yeah um i don't know if that was supposed to be like comical i i i didn't know i i was just they they lost me there i was like what the fuck Mm -hmm. because that totally like that scene could have ended up where it ended up with her like chasing down her her clone she was gonna she was gonna chase her anyway that had nothing to do with the dog had nothing to do with it yeah you're right that was that was a weird moment yeah i think it was kind of just like a joke that didn't land i guess but (laughs) she's like murders this dog she's like oh i'm sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) it continues on her way but uh yeah yeah that was that was kind of strange but yeah like overall i i I enjoyed it like yeah i thought the twin thing was interesting because it's like yeah you're you're two different people at this point you're just twins then yeah right you know what's the what's um, the difference yeah um i kind of wish they would have explored that a little bit but then I, I i at the same time i didn't really want this to drag on no um that much longer um to me this is more of like a reminder that movies can just like entertain because i i felt like for a large part of this that's all i was really getting out of it like i, I thought it was yeah. it was amusing it was entertaining it, it did have like its moments of like reflection on some themes and stuff but like apart from for the most part it was just like like you have aaron paul and karen gillen doing like hip-hop dancing lessons right so like yeah. it's just kind of it's just kind of fun at the end yeah, of the day that was a good bit yeah because because it was like i was like oh this this doesn't seem like the kind of movie where it's like aaron paul's gonna ask her for sexual favors that doesn't that doesn't seem like it's gonna no and if that so, yeah. was the case that would have been telegraphed so hard like like it would have just been like so obvious the direction mm-hmm. they were going i knew they had to like do something weird with it yeah but yeah not not groundbreaking but definitely i thought it was it was a pretty fun mm-hmm. one but yeah, so do we have anything for next week? Um, so have you seen uh Shit House? No. <laughs> okay, because so Shit House um is a movie from from 2020. Uh, it's a directorial debut from Cooper Rafe, and mm. um, it's a movie I I liked a lot. I've I've seen it like three times now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, and I bring it up now because his next film is coming out in a couple weeks on Apple mm. and it looks really good. So I thought it would be a good time to revisit or like if you want, like see it for the first time is his first movie, Shithouse. 
which I believe was um, remarketed or rebranded in certain places with a different title. Um, That's not surprising. Yeah, I think I think think you've mentioned this to me before. I might have because I was really high on this movie when it came out. Um, Yeah, I think it's called Freshman Year in certain places, but Mm. in other places it's called Shithouse, which is just the name of like a it's just the name of like a frat house that 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 part of the movie takes place in. Mm. Um, Yeah, this is a really good debut um, with an interesting conclusion that I think is worth discussing and also with the new his new film coming out seems like a worthwhile thing to to take a look at so Mm. if we want to watch that for next week yeah sounds good cool um are you caught up on uh better call Saul? um i'm like three seasons behind on that show oh okay because like (laughs) i guess i guess i've seen through season four but that was back when it aired which had to be like maybe three or four years ago at this point right um okay and then i was waiting for like season five to come to netflix and that took a long time and Mm -hmm. it did recently but then i'm like oh well i don't really remember what happened at the end of season four so i should go back and watch that and i'm like i don't really want to rewatch that right now so i don't know i'm i'm going to get back into it but it's one of those things where it's been so long you know yeah 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 but uh i'm assuming Um, you you've you've caught up i i did yeah and amc is doing their uh stupid thing where they chop the last season in half even though they've Um, filmed and completed it all at once even though it's filmed and completed and probably edited and yeah 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 um they just do that for awards consideration it's (laughs) Well, is that the case though? Because um, I think so. The cutoff for this year's Emmys is um, the entire season would have to air by, I believe, June first, which is this actually makes it not eligible for the Emmys this year. Well, that means they're going to hold the next season even longer. Mm, I think it's coming out in the summer. Is it? Which is really like the dead zone for if you really want to be considered for the Emmys. I heard July. I could be wrong about that. Well, then, well, then, then I definitely don't understand why they're doing it. I don't either. Maybe it's just to keep people subscribed. To their service for longer that'll do it well it used to be for awards consideration yeah no this is like the anti-awards move here (laughs) yeah because that's that was definitely the case for breaking bad and uh mad men Mm -hmm. no Um, one of the shows it was out of necessity whatever first show first started this for amc i think it was mad men i think or was it i think it was breaking bad that was out of like necessity in in terms of like like production and filming right yeah 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 and and then they realized that they got they got the double dip with awards ah there you go yeah Oh, I wonder if they can consider... No, right? They can't consider this first half of season six for the Emmys this year and the second half for next year, right? I figured that's what they were doing. Well, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be fair, but who knows? Or also, who cares? That's what they, that's what they did for Mad Men. Really? Yeah. That's silly. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, did the final season of Mad Men even end up getting anything? I can't remember. I would have to guess yes, because that the Emmys love that show. That's true. Um, but but anyway, yeah, so I, I, I won't get into it too much. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's, it's, I, I have concerns. Uh, I, 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 I wasn't necessarily um, thrilled with the direction that they're going. And it's tough to say now because it, it's uh, a half of a whole. Sure. Um, but the way that this, this, um, this half of a season was structured uh, really just makes me feel like they've missed the shit out of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um. That was always the fear with this with the series. Yeah, and uh, I think in between they did they did that movie, you know, the the super unnecessary 
mediocre. What was it mediocre? Like shot very well, but like just a really unnecessary. Yeah, the Aaron uh, Paul one. I forget the name of the, it. Yeah, uh, El Camino, Camino. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, and it, it feels like they're just like they're really itching, itching to get back into that kind of shit. Um, and it's like okay okay whatever you're gonna try to do some kind of breaking bad revival thing i like i I could feel it you know i could feel it in the air but like hold off like just just hold off yeah (laughs) because finish this up first what they had going (laughs) with this show is so effective i would even argue it it reached heights that were higher than than breaking bad ever did it did in terms of like character oh completely completely that's disappointing Uh, to hear so yeah like uh you had you had a lot of the um like you had what was going on with jimmy yeah and then you had uh like the breaking bad drug prequel stuff right Mm -hmm. and it seems like the breaking bad drug prequel stuff is getting a larger chunk of the pie Mm. and that was always the least interesting part to me and they're realizing that like okay this doesn't really jive with the rest and they're trying to converge the two a little bit and you're bumming me out and i'm not as into it as i previously was Mm -hmm. meanwhile whenever it's separated the regular (laughs) the regular better call saul stuff is good it's just you know maybe as good as it's ever been but like eh, eh, i don't know i want i want the divide I, i don't want you know um like I, I can't remember how far back season three or four, whatever you'd seen last. Uh, like now, there's like a primary antagonist, uh, and it, and it feels like a season of Breaking Bad again. Mm-hmm. And and I don't I don't want that. This was its own thing. Um, so like I don't know. We got to see where it goes. Do I remember? Uh, do I remember you being a couple of years ago being a little bit uneasy about season five even? Maybe it's been so long. Yeah. So what um, did you like jump back right back in without like rewatching anything? I did. I hadn't rewatched. And uh, from a plot standpoint, I was fine. Yeah. Yeah. It took me like maybe like 10 minutes to get my bearings. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm just I'm just I'm just desperately worried. Like and then I heard about like there's going to be, uh, you know, some cameos coming up. And I'm like, no, no, please, please don't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it just, it just feels like they're, they're getting, they're getting a little too, a little too much for me. Yeah, um, that's disappointing to hear, because that's what I was always afraid of, because the show had, like, such its own, such a strong identity on its own, and always played to right. those strengths, and, and never really ventured too far in this direction, you're saying. And, and this is, this is, this is another quibble, but this is, this is from, like, a, a filmmaking standpoint. Um, you know the thing that they like to do, where, um they'll show like a montage of some like some mundane everyday thing over like uh music that maybe doesn't fit mm-hmm. like somebody's making coffee or whatever <laughs> yeah uh they they lean on that too hard on this first half um yeah but usually that has like some sort of significance even if it's not like in context in that moment there's usually like a callback to that like is that not mm-hmm. right am, am i misremembering that like there was always some sort of purpose yeah. to right now it just feels like it's a house style kind of oh, thing. oh no um and I, like this might be this might be because and i caught this i don't know the credits for the full season um but some of the actors have taken a turn at directing episodes okay um so like Giancarlo Esposito directed at least a couple that I caught um I heard Rhea Rhea Seahorn did one yeah Rhea Seahorn did one I think she did the best episode of the season Mm -hmm. um so I don't know if that's just like maybe something that they've scripted out to sort of as like a house style thing to you know maybe make that easier on them 
or if that's something that they uh, enjoy shooting. And so it's just, you know, I don't know, but I feel like they lean on it a little too hard uh, in this first half. But that's just such a minor thing that I have an issue with. Um, and then one more thing I want to mention, and I'll try to avoid uh, spoilers okay. as, as best as I can. Um, but, <laughs> you know, you know how in the last season of Game of Thrones, uh, everybody was kind of like, oh, well, where did that come from with with uh, Danny? Sure. Um, I feel like there's a there's a I, I get a light version of that. So basically a character taking a turn that isn't developed very well. Yes. Yes. Okay. Like the opposite of that. And, and I remember this happening because like it aired on the same night as, as Game of Thrones on the same channel was the turn that Barry took in its second season mm. in the mm-hmm. finale of that. And how we were like, I remember we were talking at the time how that was like such an effective version of that, whereas Game of Thrones was very much not. Right. But yeah, that's that's disappointing to hear from this show because usually it's... they really, they get granular when it comes to character stuff. And it's like, not it's not as drastic. Okay. And maybe this is me like having the gap from the previous season. Okay. But it still feels like a bit of a jump. That's 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 probably the most surprising thing you said. Um, because I, I fully believe all the you know turning into Breaking Bad stuff. I could kind of feel that as a possibility. But like this show is always so methodical in in its plotting and its its character development and like showing you step by step exactly the, you know what's going through these characters' minds and and what's going into each decision that they're making. Um, so yeah. that's probably the most disappointing thing to hear. The other thing, okay, so you talked about that. So like we usually know the step and then like we see the plan unfold yes right this time there's a bit more of a veil Mm. behind that planning and again maybe that's that's for the purpose Mm -hmm. you know there's another half here but now there is there's distance yeah but like the the reason that um we were they were able to pull that off with with knowing all the steps and then seeing it in action was because the the plan or, or whatever was going on was so cleverly designed and like so interesting that it can get away with that so when you say there's like a vet that just kind of makes it sound to me like what they came up with wasn't as wasn't as interesting or doesn't quite stand on its own as much um i'll say it it does we just don't see we see more of the end result mm, okay. than the planning. Yeah. So like it's it's not like there's a, you know, um, that's why I say a veil rather than like a door in front of us. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like we can kind of see where it's going, but we don't know every step here that they took. Sure. Um, so I I have I have some concerns, you know. Are you still liking uh, the show though? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. That almost wasn't clear. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, I am. <laughs> okay. Um you just have like such expectations for it. Right, right. This was the the best written show on TV for years. Yeah. Um so well, that's, you just say that because you haven't seen the Americans. That's okay. I have tried so many times. But I'm just being another conversation. That's just another conversation. Um, like, and that's why I tried to like, just, this is a light version of the Game of Thrones thing. That is like such a, 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 a heavy comparison to make, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Cause like with Game of Thrones, there were so many factors that went into why that didn't work that I feel yeah. are very specific to that show, to Game of this Thrones. Is, this is just like the closest parallel sure. I can draw, mm-hmm. especially, especially as this is like reaching the finish line. Right. Um, and again, like I said, maybe I have too much distance from the previous season. Maybe if I go and rewatch that, it'll, you know, it'll feel like a better 
um, transition. Mm-hmm. But as I was watching this, it felt like a, a a bit of a jump, a bit of a jump. Okay. We're not full blown burning down a city with a dragon, <laughs> kind of unprovoked. Yeah. But a bit of a jump. Um. So yeah, that th- those are basically my spoiler free thoughts. Um. And I have in the notes here a Better Call Saul infection. And that was because uh, in the household here, um, Better Call Saul was currently going on three different screens in the house, <laughs> um, all at different points. Uh, yeah, that's funny because my because my brother was catching up. Uh, I had started the season late, um, and so I was uh, catching up on the current season. And then my parents were, I think, were caught up and were like ahead and were watching like the latest stuff. Mm-hmm. But like at once, because I went to go go to the bathroom or something. And I heard the fucking, you know, theme song play. And then I went downstairs and then I heard it again. And then it went up. Oh my gosh. Press played, press played my episode. It was it's amazing. It was ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I might try and catch up before it returns. Because um, mm-hmm. I think it is probably worthwhile to watch the, the very final episodes week to week. Um, so, yeah, I'll try and do that. Yeah. Although I will say, you know what I'm, I'm about to be doing right now um, in, mm. in trying to keep up with the, the latest and, and greatest uh, in TV. I'm going to be watching uh, Hannibal. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Figured I'd okay. finally dive into that um, about a, a decade later, or however, right. however long it's been. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I don't know if I ever watched the final season. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because it had been... They, like, dicked around with that schedule for that show so much. And then I think the final season... Was it, like, streaming only or something weird? Maybe. Or, like, it came, like, a couple years later or something? Uh, I, mean, I don't remember. What, they, was it even written to be the final season? Probably not, right? No, I think it might have been. Oh. Because the ratings were terrible, and they kept dicking it around in the schedule. Yeah, network um, TVs can... Network TV can really... Um, um, do a disservice to shows that aren't performing before they outright cancel them. Yeah. And that was such a show that was like, how did they possibly get this on network TV? Yeah. Um, from the beginning. Yeah. Just the, just the amount of blood alone. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was always curious to see how that final season played out. Um, but yeah, I'm going uh, to check that out. Um, Cause I've always meant to, and it's, it's always been like one I've wanted to get to. And I'm like, I'll finally just jump into it. I think it's on Netflix now. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how you, uh, you take that. I've never seen uh, Silence of the Lambs. Um, I remember there being like visual references, but you don't. It's like you know, it happens before Silence of the Lambs. Sure. Like te- technically, so you don't need to have seen it. Yeah. Um, but Silence of the Lambs is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see how you take that. Yeah, I'll get into it. I'll give an update. Nice. Yeah. Um, we are past our two hour mark. Yes, we are. Um, do you want to do you want to talk about guns briefly or no? Or not guns, both feel, police or police and guns, both of them? I, f- oh, I feel like it wouldn't be brief is the problem. OK, <laughs> it, it won't be brief. Yeah, that's um, fair. Unfortunately, if it's something uh, well, I'm still going to be angry about it. But if it's something that I still feel the need to um, rant about next week, because uh, it'll obviously still be a fucking problem next week, uh, then maybe I will. Um, just let the release valve go on my fucking fury. I did have a, a, a question about um, Ted Cruz, which is, do you think he's going to lose out on his donations from the National Door Association? You know, it, that was my, my bad joke. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> uh, one fucking door. It's all you need. Oh, man. Uh, God help us all. Uh, fuck. All right. Yeah, we should wrap this up. Okay. <laughs> Before I make it a three-hour show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to our weird product of uh, 
looking at um, weird weeb abusers and and, <laughs> and then giving <laughs> giving our criticisms of the latest season of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Just the entire spectrum. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, it really does mean a lot. Um, I don't really have any notes, so as always, follow me on Twitter at Dinner Road. Check out the Facebook at facebook.com slash Dinner Road TV. Twitch, twitch.tv slash Dinner Road TV. Go YouTube, search for Dinner Road TV for the uh, archives and clips. Uh, and email us literally anything at all. Video at video at dinnerroad.co. And if you have the time, please give us a rating at the podcast app for your choice. allows you to do so, like Apple Podcasts. And if you think somebody would enjoy any bit of the show, I don't know, maybe time to give it a download. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll check you next week. Thank you so much for listening. No.